0: Welcome to Ali Talks, the platform for podcasts and videos to explore spirituality in your daily life. Simple and easy. Join the movement and go to Ali.vision. Hello, and welcome to this week's Weekly Energy Shot Podcast. Um, we are Matt Taylor, and my name is Nicole Colani, and we have decided to produce this podcast series in order to give you a weekly astrological update from Matt, some energy shots, wisdom, coaching tools for your day-to-day life, so you can link to the higher realm energies and move your life a little bit more smooth and with more soul purpose. Hi Matt, how are you this week?
1: I'm very well, thank you. It's good to be here as usual. I'm ready and excited to do our podcast, and well, we're going to talk about more than the week this week because we know we're finishing the astrological year and starting a new one.
0: Yes. Hmm. I cannot wait for those news. Yes.
1: <laughs> it's a little bit of, a little bit of change, you know, a little yeah. bit of fresh freshens energies and well, there's still be challenges and good things, but well, at least they're different, you know, amazing. Yeah. Well, slightly different. Hmm. So we are um, coming to the end of Pisces this week. And on Friday, Saturday, we will go into the new moon of Aries. Uh, Aries is the first sign of the year. So we really take a lot of um, interest in the first new moon of the year because it's really the seed level for the whole astrological year. So, you know, these energies that are are available to us now are going to set the tone or the theme for for the year, you know. So they're very important, and certainly for the month and certainly for the week. So it's very important to sort of like you know, take a few observations of what the astrology is doing so that we see um, what's happening in the chart. So a new moon of Aries. Aries is great because it's really going to be a month with a bit of fire. You know, this is a fire sign and we are not with a lot of fire in the chart. So every time we come to the the fire signs, it's great because, well, we get a month of, of, of feeling all the fire energies, which are usually things to do with creation yeah new newness uh sparks of passion and desire and starting new things um and you know and spring is coming as well so all of these combined energies of aries and spring and sun and you know we're starting to blossom we're starting to come out we're starting to show things all of that so really it's the seed level of the year and we are wanting to to insert in something that we want to see grow we want to see right in the year so it has a very high level of consciousness um, in in this seed level so it's exciting to have some fire you know
0: yeah i i always when you say that and then the the fire starts to kick in this is when i can create art again like i had last year i didn't create a lot of art uh, but when I could create art, it was always in the fire signs.
1: Yeah, it's a very it's creative
0: element. Very and like it's for me. I need this fire. I cannot like produce it within myself yet. Like I, th- I know that there are many artists that can, but I cannot. Yeah,
1: and um, Aries as people, if you're born Aries, they usually have some sort of really good eye. Like they have a good eye for fashion or design or, you mm. know, those sorts of things. Um, so, yeah, this particular, you know, area is great for, for creativity. It's great for also entrepreneurship because it's, entrepreneurship is about starting new things or starting new businesses or or creating something right. from the ground. So they're very good with new beginnings, new starts. So, you know, this is where we want to bring forward all the things that are, are new, mm. right? So um, so the, this month of Aries is very important for us to really plant what we want to see and grow and start. It's a great seed level beginning energy, you know? Uh, the, the, so it's very important that we start to think about over this week, the kinds of things that we want to see. What's also great about this new moon is that all the planets are direct. We have no retrograde planets. So, you know, all the planets are going the way they're supposed to be going. Um, there's no loopbacks. There's no comic reviews. There's no anything like that. Everything is very forward. The wind is in our sails. Things are, things are going, you know, tremendously forward, right? So it, that has been the case for the past month. So, you know, we're starting to feel like all of the, thing, the work that we may have done in the last six months of last year that may have been a bit heavier, a bit more of a push, that should start to be seen over the next couple of months, particularly in the month of Aries, right? We should start to see all the shoots of all of our karmic work and our spiritual work coming through. Um, The the challenge of the chart is that we have five planets in the 12th house, right? The 12th, um, the the, the chart's divided into houses as well as signs. So houses are really about um, areas of ownership. Like they all have dominion over certain parts of our life. The 12th house is a little unusual because the 12th houses are really about things we can't see, right? So we're going to have five planets beginning the year in the 12th house. The 12th house is about illusions and abundance, right? It's it's one or the other, right? So um, this can be a house about transcending, growing, developing my unconscious into my conscious it's about the things that are hidden inside me to be revealed my hidden gifts my hidden talents abundance that is inside me being able to connect higher and five senses reality so you know it's really all this big energy stuff of all the things that are available to me even though i can't see them i know that i have a sense of of being able to connect and grow and transform and materialize those things in my reality On the flip side, the 12th house could also be about uh, deceptions, delusions, things that I can't see, lack is nothing there for me, sacrificing myself, uh, scarcity and fake gurus, believing in something that's not there, right? So, So it's either with the illusions and the things I can't see, I either have tremendous certainty in that, that it's there and I just need to reveal it. Or there's nothing there for me and I'm alone in this world and abandoned and escaped and there's scarcity and nothing. So we will see this test of scarcity or or not being able to see something, you see? So it's showing itself up now with like the food, right? So, and the money, right? And all of our resources, particularly, are they there or not? Because they're not on the shelf, right? Mm. So, So it's a test to say, are we going to fall... Into a movie of scarcity, where there's nothing here for me, or there's a lot here for me, and I just need to be able to handle it in order to reveal it. To Mm. really, that's how we reveal things is through the process of restriction, right? So I come out of all my movies of lack. Yeah, we will be dealing with movies of lack a lot, I think, this year. You know, whereas, and if I can't see something, usually that triggers that it's not there for me, and I can't have it, and I'm a victim. This is all very twelfth house, right, stuff all very piscean stuff all very neptune jupiter stuff and neptune and jupiter are in pisces and now they begin the year in the 12th house so the scarcity movie you know is something we'll be working on and that can be like a relationship or it could be uh, a, a family issue or it could be um you know oh they would never gave me enough love it doesn't have to be material things it can be non-physical things, that there's never any enough for me and I don't get it and all of that. And once we start with that movie, we actually we actually disconnect from the ability to to materialise it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not that miracles are any great, like... It's not that miracles are any great, um, you know, course or technolo- in technological thing that you need to be able... People manifest, people can't. It's really like looking at the movie inside about where we see lack, right? And usually we then start off to that period of lack. There's nothing there for me. I need to get it from outside. I need to get it from someone else. I need to get it from here. And so we we go on these great, like, mm, sort of missions to, to, to extract that from somebody else or something else, which is a false guru, right? I believe that this will make me happy. I believe that that out there will make me feel loved and all of that. And if we don't get it, we perpetuate the movie of I'm not loved and I'm not happy and all of that, and that drives us more into the lack, right? Mm. So really, the restriction, which is the only thing that's real in this reality, is coming out of that movie and saying I can, I can handle it. I can, uh, I can have all the abundance. I can have all of that, right? So I, I can connect to that and I can deal with it, right? Because if I said a million bucks, it's here on the table. It's here in front of me. Yeah. It's just in the 99% energetic reality, it already exists. So I can handle it, right? Mm-hmm. So once we come into that, we're starting to connect to the energy of it, we start to materialize these things. So we are very much with a lot of scarcity moving this year. As a
0: test. Yeah, I think that uh, that, that also really aligns with what's currently going on in world history and in what's being shown on the outside world already and what people are like or what is predicted to be the, the the worst case scenario of what's currently going on right like you know uh yeah you need to you need to build your own food because there will be food restrictions and go and buy, you know <clears throat> so <laughs> those those ideas of lack
1: well i mean it still shows up i mean I've, i i I do a Spanish class, and some people say, "Oh, wait, I couldn't get olive oil this week," and I've got five bottles in my kitchen. So, do you know what I mean? Like, it's you start you start to only start to see you start to go to places where the, where things aren't, and some people start to go places where things are. I'm not saying that I'm so tremendously elevated, that but you know, I'm
0: you are at least rich in olive oil. I'm <laughs> just
1: using an example, right? So once you, that's right. It's a, it's a, it's a metaphor, isn't it? Once you yeah. start like not seeing something once you don't think it's i just said i went to this shop and they were like oh they i mean they only said it's not available because they didn't see it in the shop they always go to right So therefore it's completely gone in the whole world you know (laughs) that's right (laughs) so but this is such a good metaphor for everything that we keep showing up in the places it's not there and we don't make any other options we don't do any other alternatives to go and find it we just keep going down the same path and revealing it that it's not there and proving it to ourselves and that's it so this is the movie we're going to be really dealing with in this, this year, I feel, because there's so much Pisces, 12th house, Jupiter, Neptune um, stuff that is all about abundance and
0: lack yeah and I, I feel it's like for from I can only speak about my own experience, but what I figured out in the last couple of weeks is I find more and more um, areas in my life where I'm not fully living in reality like there mm. there are still in some areas in my life that i I, I do like almost encourage non-realities like almost not want to see the the pure reality and i see that very interestingly enough i see that in my clients as well like how do we deal with reality and then there there is this non-reality that we love to build in our own head which is like but it's just not what it is it's it's not it's not reflecting the real thing so and out of those non-realities there is a a, an, an idea of lack there is an idea of of disconnection there is an idea of um of false security there is an idea but it's all like it's all not real and abundance can only be be um experienced when there there is a willingness to experience reality
1: yeah, that's right. The willingness to say, I can handle it, right? I can yeah. I can have it. But right? yeah. really, if we root, root it down, the reason that we think there's a lack is because we can't handle it, which is what people don't want to hear. Say, no, I really want it. I really think I should have it. I really deserve it. This is really what I want. But well, it would have revealed, right? So there's some blockage, as you say, yeah. that in, in the ability to think that we can handle it, right? So it's true. This is a very big, like... I think we've outlined what the issue is, but this is going to be a very big sort of piece of spiritual work that we're going to be thrust into. I love it. Yeah, me too. Uh, the other thing that is quite interesting is that there's quite a bit of like energy in Aquarius. So we have Saturn and Mars conjunct. So, Saturn is very much about where I restrict, where I put like in boundaries, where I put in like, you know, the markers. And this is the balancer of the cosmos. It's the karmic accountant, right? If we are doing spiritual work and we're living in a movie that is too wide, it comes in and gives us a prickly lesson and moves us back into some kind of balance, right? So we can never really get... Like, human beings can get pretty out of control, but we can never really get out there because Saturn really, like, is the the karma master. So we have to go through prickly lessons from the universe, and this is what Saturn sends, right? Unless we're doing spiritual work, and then it kind of, like, it gives us things that are challenges, you know, that are earnings that we can go to our next level. So it's a real like one or the other with Saturn. It can be really like this or it can be like, okay, here's a challenge and this is what your next level is. But it's always the tough master, you know? So it's in Aquarius, which is, you know, the, the, the sign of really about humanity, um, charities, volunteering, giving things, you know, looking after others on a very picture level. It's also about technology. Science. It's also about board, uh, it's also about um, collapsing things and making things feel more equalized. Really, yeah. at the heart of it, what it is is okay. it's at the yeah. atom. Aquarius is an energy, right? It's oh. about vibration. So we really feel the bigger vibrations, the bigger things about how we help others and how we look after others and that that movie. Now, if we if we combine the two things about lack and looking after others, this really gives a, a movie. Uh, That could possibly put us in exile, right? That put us away from humanity. It's like um, the movie where I gave everything to these, to this situation, I gave everything up, and now I feel like I didn't, and so I I shoot myself out into feeling like I'm now on my own, right? Aquarius, Pisces energies, 11th house, 12th house energies all have this very singular but collective approach. Right. So if we're not dealing with the collective properly, we could feel in exile. I could feel everyone's abandoned me. Everything has left me. There's no one here for me. There's nothing here for me. I'm out of my own. Right. Or we get to we get to play a role where I'm really the cause for what's happening in my reality and the people that show up in my reality by by my sharing which is different to my overgiving or my depletion or my martyring or my sacrificing or my rebellious nature that takes me away and says, I I gave everything up for this and nothing happened, right? So this is very Piscean age. It's very possibility yeah. of Aquarius age where we're all rebels and we all go out on our own way, right? And we have to be with the collective, but we have to be strong in ourselves at the same time in order to deal with the collective and how we can be more sharing but not let it not let it feel like we're it's abandoning us
0: i think with the collective like i work a lot with collective energies because oh, right. i i always um they, that it's part of my job to do to do collective work and um what i find really interesting is um the no the, the, the understanding that there can be a collective field where um the collective have, is having, for example, a, a certain uh, thought pattern or a certain truth that they agree upon, and that um, you, you as a as a, as an individual, you don't have to participate in this truth. And if you do participate in this truth, it has something to do with you. And like to understand love that, that, that this
1: is really like this is really what the energy is. Yeah, and it really has like it,
0: it has a like if you agree upon the collective truth it always has a very associated um truth within that means you feel that this is your truth and you're starting to that's how war exists by the way that's how how those things happen because um whenever someone feels that the collective truth is my truth and i have to fight for those values and i have to uh Uh, protect those values and it's the same by the way in the spiritual community the spiritual community does that as well it's like oh I'm a light worker and all those dark beings and um uh or with the pandemic and corona and the vaccine pro a vaccine anti-vaccine like it's all collective truths and it's like the question is always how do you identify with the collective game of Mm -hmm. duality And are you still triggered of some part of it and associated with it or not? And just to be very clear on on record for once, whenever you're um, associating with one or the other of collective truths of good or bad or light and dark or pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine, pro-war, anti-war, I don't know, whenever you do that, That means that you play the duality game. That means that you're not in in a neutral state, in a consciousness state. That means that, and it's only partially also. And like, I think the game in the collective uh, energies is like how to disconnect, how to dissociate from collective truths and still be with an open heart. Mm. And still know that you're part of this collective still mm. not like not feel disconnected completely right. from society and, and,
1: and the thing about aquarius and pisces energy is it's the consciousness piece right you, yeah. you we grow in our consciousness and awareness and it kind of protects us from it anyway because you you know because we can see and we're in it but we're outside of it at the same time matio mati, it's called kabbalistically where you're in it and outside of it
0: at yeah, the same time it. right oh i knew that the kibble yeah. yeah. <laughs> is yeah. So
1: yeah this is where you're in it but you're also out of it like yeah. you, you have to we're obviously here in the human body together and we're going through something that was predetermined and we have to go through it and there's something here for us as a lesson and to transform we're not in complete denial about it we're not like you know oh suppressing about it but also not to be as you said it's so great what you said because i think it sums up what the astrology is beautifully is it was say that there are malachies of stories out there all dreamed up from nowhere that really people come to the belief that it's actually really happening that way and we get stuck in the, this is what i was talking a little bit what we were talking about last week was this getting stuck in one way of only seeing something is very negative aquarius energy right yeah. this is this is the the dogma that aquarius can bring with it oh it's like this and i'm so stuck in it now that that's only truth that exists and there is yeah. no truth in the end it's only the growth of consciousness mm-hmm. and so this is what aquarius and pisces energy do well together but if we're conscious and we're growing in our consciousness about an awareness and being connected to the greater mind out there that we have a path for us through this within the collective itself yeah
0: totally i love that me too
1: Mm. so i think that that's I mean, that's very high-level thinking. And then we have to break it down to something practical, right? We have to say, yeah. like, okay, so you're, you're in a community, you're in a society, you're in a town, you're in a, a group I of friends, to to right? The, look at all the places, your collectives, besides your family, outside of the family, where are the collectives, your teammates, your, your all of that, they're all little collectives, and they're Right. Just be aware of the stories that are being fed to you and see if they resonate really, like in your own time when you have a moment to yourself. Just really connect into the greater and see if you can connect not to the story so much, but more to that. What is the lesson here that i'm experiencing that is asking me to transform and to grow Mm. it it sort of taps into this satin energy because like if we're not transforming and growing we really get the hard prickly lesson on the on the backside that you know smacks us along that we don't like right yeah yeah. Uh, and and what we do want is to be proactive in our growing and in our sharing and in our transformation and becoming greater beacons of light and to share um and that way we get sort of a more we get challenges, but they're more merciful, they're more kinder, they're more softer and compassionate. And you can go, oh, I learned something today rather than oh, I learned something. Today. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's 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 very that it's very spiritual because we're with Aquarius, we're with Pisces, a lot of energy. These are the last two signs. So as we've gone around the astrological calendar. really got like the higher spiritual elements in the last two signs yeah so even though we're starting a very new year and right at the 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 base level we've got a lot of energies in spiritual elements i mean like i haven't done a past life regression for a while but I am already, people are more with this.
0: Oh yeah. I do.
1: Seeing it coming through. In the last two weeks. Because I do different things, right? And I find like last year was very astrology. Like I've never done more charts than, than ever right <laughs> so it was that but this year I feel it's a little bit like more medicinal more like I need to see the bigger picture what is my soul doing this life that life all of that? what how can I change it I'm feeling like it's more in the as I said before in the un- unconscious what is happening here that I can't I can see but I can't pinpoint why and things like regressions and, and deep meditations that reveal things really help
0: mm-hmm. Mm. I have experienced exactly the same. Since like three weeks, I do so many past life regressions. Mm. Just because, like, also like f- for me, the veils are like lifted so heavily. Yes. Like it's it's almost like you can you can you. I meet people and you can tell like when, while they're speaking what's going on, and it's like very open. I, that's what I I don't know. Maybe that's this trans Pluto. Um, influence as well because he's like a door opener, not.
1: Yeah, it's it's the 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 lift, right? And it's in yeah. Virgo at the moment, which is a lot about cleansing and healing. And right?
0: I feel and that totally, like without, in my work. Like
1: like you said before about the, the 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 veils being lifted. Like we want to go above this kind of separation world where things look very blocked and separate, and see that bigger transcendent yeah. picture. So those things will be themes, right? So in practical ways, they will play out. But we we speak to the bigger theme. You have to apply it in your own life practically. We gave you some examples, right? So see. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm.
0: Very interesting. Yeah. Is there anything else going on? Um, I think that's
1: enough for for, (laughs) like the the root level of the year. I mean, these are the notes that I had. I don't think there's anything else. Ah, one more thing. In that, in the first house, which is the house of really, like, how I, how I want, it's really how the world is going to make a, like, see itself more obviously, right, Um, is Uranus. Uranus in Taurus is in the first house. So Uranus is about taking very, uh, Taurus, sorry, is about very concrete, solid, physical, earthy things. This could include real estate, could include um, finances, work, um, the the physical world, the body. And Taurus is in there, which is about, Taurus is, a, a Uranus is about, uh, it's sort of about, it's a, it's, a, it's a transformer, it's a changer, but it's very radical. But it also, for me, has an element of disappearing, right? So you have um, Taurus, which is very physical, and I can see it. And this is the physical things that I do in my day and the physical things that I'm involved with, with my body and my money and my work and my stuff, right? Uh, And Taurus is ruled by Venus, so it's all about being pretty and beautiful and non-confrontational and lovely and harmonious. So it's very good with peace. It's very good with harmony, right? But it's not so good with shaking things up. So Taurus, uh, Uranus, I keep saying Taurus. So the planet Uranus is in Taurus. And this is a very opposite field. It's like, let's shake things up. Let's radicalize things. Let's make things like kind of evaporate. Um, yeah, because Uranus is very much with um, the science and the atoms. And it makes things like more in the 99%, more in the energetic realm, right? So we will start seeing more physical things disappearing and and I mean that started to happen in 2018 when Uranus went into Taurus, and the, and the main thing I can think about is money. It's disappearing. You can't see it anymore, right? Uh-huh. It's not it's not a physical thing anymore. That's now for the body we need that, right? But it, this, this, how will that play out with the Uranus thing? Well, it's, it's it could be if as I said, it's, it, Uranus brings in the atoms, so we start to see perhaps the idea of living longer, but living more from the soul from the atom from the energy so energy and like you see it a little bit with energy the energy movie now right let's go to atomic energy let's go to nuclear energy let's go to energy we can't see right it's not with the sun it's not with the wind it's something with the atom right
0: also quantum physics maybe quantum
1: physics Mm. so this means you know with the that's right so Kabbalistically, we know that we live forever, or the body just disappears. Even though the body, even though the person is still there, even though the person is still there, it disappears. Right? That is what we call death. Right? I can't see the person anymore. I can only see the physical, but we the physical is under the ground and or whatever. And but the energy of me lives on forever. So does this start to mean, like as you said, nanotechnology, quantum physics, all of those things that the things that are start to die in us actually become resurrected or living forever so this kind of notion of life after which is past life regression like all the different lives and stuff like that but also in the science world of tapping more into nanotechnology tapping more into quantum physics healing believing we can heal ourselves with the right tools you know not which is partly mind but also other tools that are you know laid down from the ancients so all of this idea that the ancients laid down about you know really this this longevity that we can have with our life, I think, will start to come through as an idea even more, and we'll start to see the integration of technology and science with our physical body in that way.
0: What's also really interesting, I think, uh, here in Switzerland, we have the CERN, which is they're um, they're doing studies, and there 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 are a lot of scientists working there, uh, which is in quantum physics. <laughs> and what they want to do is um they really want to build a black hole they're they're like working with particles which are getting together mm. to create right. black holes so that all is like going on to create energy on planet earth and so the metaverse
1: so, is another thing like living in a in a world that is you can't see but yeah. is, it feels real all of that so yeah. all of, all of that will continue, I think, and this you know, great science and Amazing. what's here and what's not here is going to be, you know, coming through a lot more as a movie. Yeah. Okay. Great.
0: I think you gotta go. It was ringing on the door.
1: <laughs> I think it's just my mailman actually. Oh, cool. he's all right. He'll okay, good. Someone else. Now, you.
0: How do you, do do you know how long Uranus will stay in Taurus? Like, yeah,
1: in- it's quite interesting. Uranus is there till about. 2026 so we have another
0: three yeah so i I felt that yeah right
1: so with that and the 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 neptune in pisces is there to 2025 and pluto in capricorn is there to the next year so uh, these are the three planets furthest from the sun these are the three that really make big themes in the world Mm. and they're all shifting over the middle part of this decade and they stay in science for between eight and 14 years. So we're really like, we're really ending a cycle that started at the beginning of around 2010, 20, 20, 2008 to 2012. Yeah. Right. And then Uranus did another change into Taurus in 2019, but by 2025, 26, we're really like, it's going to be heavier because those planets are finishing off like cycles together. Yeah. And they're at the end of signs together. But then, like after that, they start new things. So by the end of this decade, we will end up being a new sort of new things and new reality. Of what that looks like. So people, you know, last year, you know, people are getting a bit impatient and say, "Oh, next year, I feel it's going to be great." But really,
0: it's just
1: wishful thinking. It's yeah. really more of the same, just <laughs> more intense. You know, it's,
0: it's interesting because <laughs> so, they're
1: but we will see, sorry, I'll cut you off there, but we will definitely see, say in two years time, the shifting starting to happen. Over 2024, 20, the shift into the new. Yeah, definitely happen.
0: The, the Mayas, it's really interesting. Um, I work with a Mayan timekeeper, um, and they say that uh, th- this next big shift is from 2022 now to 2026. And it's about the, the to create the sensitivity to work with the metaphysics mm, Right. And metaphysical energies, about. and then from right. twenty six till thirty six, there will be another cycle where we have to do learnings, and then we're moving on into the new.
1: Yeah, well, it's just what we're talking about, right? It's all about yeah. the, the the unseen
0: world, and and I and love that. Yeah. I love it's, that it's so aligning, even though, you know, the Kabbalists were yeah. were there 6,000, 5,000 years ago. The Mayas were there thousands of years ago as well. But they were so far apart of each other, mm. like on other continents in other, like in other realities. And even though they were, the teachings are exactly the same. Mm. That's beautiful.
1: Yes, we're tapping definitely more into the metaphysical.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Mm amazing all right all right thank you so much see you later um bye. thanks guys for listening to our podcast uh if you have questions or anything you want to add or anything you want to know um we are happy to help and have your uh feedbacks on what on what we do and we wish you an amazing week
1: okay. bye ciao
0: ciao ciao capo lovely having you with us at Alley talks would you like to know more about empowered spirituality, whether in business or for your personal life? Then visit us at ali.vision or write us an email at contact at ali.vision.